probably sold more of these tapes than anything else. That's a remarkable self-interview by the rather out-of-it Mark Smith of The Fall. Well, let's kick off now. I shout for The Fall, and I'm about to interview myself. Hang on, I'll just get my line, I mean, uh, lines. Yeah, I could go on about um, what a load of shit the music biz is and all that. So how do you feel about going to a show and seeing a guy up on stage start off the set by saying that you're a dumb idiot? <laughs> you like that? That that gets you in the mood to, to rock? I'm glad I paid money to show up tonight. I mean, doesn't that work, though? Isn't that a good strategy as a performer? As a performer, as a gentleman, it makes sense all across the board. I love being insulted, so yes. Welcome to We Are The Fall, and I'm Gavin. I'm Steve. And today we're talking about the half, well, more than half live album, Totals Turns, It's Now or Never. Um, which is categorized as a live album, but as we're going to find out, there are parts that are not recorded in any sort of live setting. They're actually recorded <laughs> in Mark's house and <laughs> some studio spaces. But this is an interesting kind of, I guess, considered a, a comp- not a compilation album, but some sort of hybrid album that's mostly live. And... These are tracks that were recorded by The Fall in 1980 in a variety of locations around Northern England. And instead of The Fall choosing to make it easy on themselves and record these in their hometown or local towns where they've had established a fan base that appreciated The Fall sound already and actually were seeking it out, they decided we're going to go to a bunch of leisure centers and working men's clubs. And we're going to try out the fall sound on this type of audience. And as you can hear, um, even in the introduction, the combativeness is there. And I think actually Mark secretly or just very upfrontly likes that. And 
he was really thriving on it and cutting the audience to pieces or trying to rile them up to get them engaged. And I do think that is actually a good strategy, <laughs> especially for the fall. Yeah, and but the, you got to think about this crowd too. If it's a working men's club, you know, that's a bunch of working class individuals, they're not really going to be, I'm just generalizing here, but I'm assuming they're not going to be that open-minded to art rock or not straightforward, straight ahead rock and roll. So to make the choice that they're going to not only go there and perform for that audience, but go there and perform and then also record make some recordings that are already being considered um, for a live album that's going to be distributed is a very interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, the band's going to get it. And also, we're going to see there is going to be a track on here towards the end where not only does the crowd get it from Mark, um, or and also the band is getting it from the crowd too if they're even engaged on, at some of them. Sometimes the, the crowd is just completely indifferent to what's going on on stage. Um, but even there's a, there's a point where Mark even gets after one of the band members and you don't really know who it is, but he gets after him for showboating on stage and tells him to stop mess, <laughs> messing around in the middle of the song, which I also like. Like this is like a nice encapsulation of what the fall can be in a live setting and it's much different than the fall in a quote-unquote live setting in the peel sessions when they're in a studio but they're playing live this is totally different when they have the dynamic of the crowd which is probably the truest form of the fall as as they showed they were going on for 30 plus more years or 30 more albums and then decades and decades of live shows so Yeah, yeah. What they always been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also it shows that Mark was always going to in engage with the crowd if he wasn't getting what he wanted or if he thought that he could prompt what he wanted with a little prodding, right? Yeah, right. It was always there. He always had the skill. Even some people said that the um, some of his former... Uh, band members were would say if someone was like you know throwing shit on stage spitting on them which they would get spit on sometimes mark would just cut them to pieces like verbally you know just tear them apart from the stage and just take them down and they said that was always in his back pocket whenever he needed it he never had to get physical over although i th i think he was known to you know, not be opposed to physical confrontation if it was needed. Makes me happy. I appreciate it. Um, you know, they're different. And I don't get upset when those little, those couple of tracks that are not live pop up because they're tracks that we almost, a couple of them we never really hear again, <laughs> you know, besides this, besides this album. So 
it's cool that they're on here because a lot of these other songs, because it's live set, they're they're from other albums. But there's a couple on here that you're you're only going to hear on this album, or you'll hear once more in maybe a Peel session, but then you'll never hear it again. So I'm glad that they decided to put it on there, and they weren't just sticking to making a pure live album. And with that, should we get into the the first track, which is technically the second track they after the introduction, a track called Fiery Jack. Listen to Fiery Jack. you notice on this one but the the beginning the introduction the guitar is going so fast they're so hyped up i don't know who i don't know who that is and then the the um mike lee the, does a good job because <laughs> he's so hyped up to play this first song uh and probably after mark yelling at the crowd you, you there's a little bit of extra adrenaline going through uh, going through their um their bloodstream and so that's kind of fun to see hear it hear them have to manage that you got to get it moving it's a good lead off song for real right like a little little yeah. bit little bit more more into it yeah the the guitar strums that are kind of like discordant strums that are going on are really fun, really cool, like atmospheric and and filling up the stage. And this album gets a lot of flack. I was reading some reviews of this uh, this album, and it got a lot of flack for the recording quality. But I gotta say, I got no problems with the recording quality. I actually think I've I've already heard some other live recordings of the fall that sound like one tenth as as good fidelity as this one and this one i can hear everything and actually as far as fiery jack's concerned compared to the single version i think this one you hear all the instruments yeah that's yeah i agree they yeah you're, you're hearing everybody play the one on the single it's the drums are so up front and everything's back even um even mark's vocals are in the back uh compared to the drums and this one is very balanced. It sounds like it's a stage recording. It's really good. It's really, I, actually, I actually wonder who did this recording. Does it say? Live at the Briar Coats Leisure Center. The Leisure Center. Man, how fun would it be if your leisure center, local leisure center was putting on fall concerts or bands like The Fall? You go down there and just and just uh, relax and just yeah yeah I think of uh, yeah play some racquetball or is that too physical? So you gotta be leisure. You gotta be sitting by sitting by the pool. Yeah, go forest swim, 
um, lay in the hammock, uh, lay in the hammock out in the, out in the garden of the leisure center. It's probably raining. It's northern, northern England. It's probably raining. You probably just go out there, chill, uh, wait for the set to start. See Mark and the crew loading their stuff in, arguing. Arguing, fighting with each other. Mark's getting out the the razors, make sure everyone's clean shaven. <laughs> they get a little shaven. Yeah, it is a leisure center, so they probably got a nice green room. Um, actually, no green room. No, it's, it's probably, probably just they, the bathroom. The bathroom, yeah. They got the full shower. Yeah. They got showers available to them. Um, maybe a, yeah. a little mouthwash sitting on the counter. <laughs> a little mouthwash uh, uh, rider. That's on the rider. Mm-hmm. Just a couple bottles of mouthwash. Some of those, maybe a couple combs in the little jar with the blue juice, you know, nice and cleanly. Probably can't, they're probably not allowed to. What do you think? In the, in the UK, do you think Leisure Center is allowed to have alcohol I th- sales? I think I've, it's. I don't feel like, I feel like it's a little more lax than Community Center yeah, in the United States. I don't, I think everywhere. I, I think they probably have a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like the idea of an open cooler for this type of show, too. They're probably not even on a stage. Like, there's probably, like, the the performance area, but it's probably not, like, a real stage. Yeah, I've tried. It's got to be. A, I've tried to find it. I it, All it looks like is a, is a nice uh, cycling gym right now. Oh. I looked at it in 1980. I can't really find anything exciting. But, oh. yeah. I would, I would, well, it still exists? All right. I think so. The the Har we might have the to- Harworth Breakouts Leisure Center. Uh, it opens tomorrow at six thirty a.m. We might have to take a little trip over there. Uh, get some cycle. Get some stationary bike cycling in. See if they've ever heard of of the fall. If they remember them playing there. And this first track, I got I I think the crowd is reacting kindly. So I mean, in Briarcoat in Briarcoats, um. This first side, the the audience is 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 with them after they got put in line by Mark. You know they they're listened up. Doncaster um, crowd is yeah that or they're probably all the crabby ones are probably going to find the G the GM of the place and say who who allowed these these people to come in here and insult me like that. Yeah, I came here to play uh, cards. I came here to play uh, four card Monty. Where, <laughs> with my wife, and I got this guy telling me I got half a brain. <laughs> Should we give him a second song? I think so. Keep going. Either. I think that's what Mark is saying after he does, after he gives him the first one. We've already promised the label an album. We got to keep going. All right, let's give him another one, and let's go with the old classic that everyone in the in the leisure center should know the words to because this is a single Roush Rumble. This is a groovy number. Oh! Well, it sounds like they've been practicing it. This is, yeah. um, like, like Mark says, he prepares the crowd. He says, you want to groove? 
groovy number. Here it comes. Roush Rumble. Coming your way. And this one always gets me with that surf rock uh, drum lead-in. And then he puts it at the end, too. Or they put it at the end, too, as the outro. The, the surf rock drums. And, uh, yeah, it's got good energy. This is really it's just... They're really in the groove. And this one I could almost see would be maybe a better opening track to get people moving around. Yeah, to get them pumped. Um, you could hear a little bit about the Some of those backing vocals were were not up to snuff, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't... It, doesn't doesn't the backing vocals make it sound live? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, extra he's, live. he's leaning right into yeah. that microphone. He's pumped. He's, he's going to yell it yeah. out. Yeah, he yell, he overloads the mic with his with his uh, you know enthusiasm. <laughs> I I also like a little a little mix up in there where one of the lines he changes he says that his promoter is a jerk. So maybe he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> yeah. he wasn't feeling the the old uh, leisure center as much as as we thought he was. Yeah, and I yeah that's a good catch too. That's a good catch because. That's something Mark is not afraid to change up the the words for the live experience and the personal in the personal feelings and interactions that are going on. And uh yeah, I love that. I love that. That's why the that's why even the live albums have a little um a different dimension to them. If you're if you're willing to sit with them and really and really think about you know, this was a different place. Yeah, <laughs> even the, even the the front to the back side is different, right? Yeah, he and he's he's not one for for playing what the crowd wants. Like he's not gonna just play the hits because that's what they want, right? right? He, he, if he's doing it, he's gonna do it his way. Um, you know how he's feeling in that moment. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. He's writing out the set list, but you know, he's in charge. He's going to give them what he wants, not what they want. What they deserve, he'll give you. In the crowd? They seem to dig that one. It seemed like there were a couple people clapping. <laughs> so now, now that he's warmed them up, you know, he's softened them up. He's given them the bouncy, fiery jack. They've bounced along. Uh, maybe got in a little loose. They've lo loosened up those limbs, right? Got a little stretch in. The Roush Rumble, they were twisting and <laughs> shouting. Uh, they were getting that groovy number that Mark wanted to give him early. He's loosening them up for this moment where he's going to lay on that thick Native American tribal... Zimbabwean uh, politics. Zimbabwean, yeah. And he's, he's, he's softening them up for this point. So... I think we should he he I think he gives it to us so I think we got to take it right here Musaweri's daughter, daughter.
Oh, there's a couple of people. There's a couple of people hacking. There's a couple of people. knows the daughter maybe he he's good friends with the daughter not really sure that guitar is so out of tune and it's perfect <laughs> i i really enjoy that i don't know how it got so out of tune just from the last I, I wonder if he just he just intentionally made it more out of tune just before that song started so that he would just riff and then strum because <laughs> when he's strumming the chords it's just so it's jangly but it's so out it's so uh, off and it's perfect for that one it's that popping boil it's the boiling simmering uh, oils the, yeah the, this, the, that's in the, there the fat coming right out of Mur Mur Muzarawi's daughter just yeah oozing starting to oozing. render yeah starting to render exactly brazed brazed um the so we get the mark screams live screams which is even better because if he's doing on the album he contains himself right i mean most of the time when he's doing this the yelps the screams he contains himself you know he doesn't do it every time but if it's a live setting he's letting he's letting it go he slowly builds up to it and then he starts Go get in that, that, um, that little girl, pitch, that is so piercing, <laughs> that, it really is. It, it almost can pierce your ears, <laughs> like it can almost, physically pierce your ears, and, and, it's fitting for that song, especially with the name. How would you react to that song if you heard that live, coming at you in the, community center. <laughs> I would cheer, you know. You're I'd, not gonna be having a good trip if you hear that. No, you know, I'd be wondering what, what you know, what happened. Who invited these these folks down to down to my local center and and why they were recording me? You're going back to talk to the GM again. I'm going back. Well, I'm making a trip to the cooler one more time, and I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna find out. I go to the sauna. Who are these guys? Yeah, get a little sweaty. I mean, I'm already pretty sweaty from from Mosh into Rush Rumble, but um, yeah, I hope that it's full. Like, I picture it being full, the community center. I mean, the leisure center. Yeah, I like a good solid mix of like you know, like twenty people that know the fall that are there, and then maybe like yeah. fifteen people that are really confused. Yeah, i i do I do wonder. Um, if this is a rural place, let me see here. Doncaster is a city in South Yorkshire, England. It is population... 100,000. In 2020, 100,000. So if, if there is a concert, people are going to it. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is, right? Especially if you're, yeah, if you're below the age of 30, you're going to this show. If you're above the age of 30, you're probably going to this show as well because you're you're just going to walk over there. You know, you're going to the pub. You're going to be walking over there, checking this out, saying maybe this is going to be the night I, I find my new favorite band. And then you hear the first three tracks and you're going to say, maybe this is the night I'm going to be going to bed early to get some 
much needed rest for the my work week next week. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a little upset. You did, you weren't able to get your workout in if you were get going there for a swim, but um I mean, I would be working I would be working the hell out of that last song. I would be pumping weights in the gym to that to that all night long. The backing vocals now now he's calmed down a little bit. I don't know if that's Mark. It, yeah, it is Mark Riley on the backing vocals. And when he when he's doing insane um, lines that are different from what Mark's saying, it's a nice juxtaposition, right? It's like a nice layering of the two. And Mark is clear. He's got the clear vocals. Mark, Mark Riley is all over that microphone. And he's <laughs> he's blowing it out, but it's a nice, really um, another layer of sound, which it, it works. It works especially for that one. Yeah, it, it, where it's like a chant. It's like chanting, exactly. Right, like around the fire pit. It's good to hear him just kind of you know doing something that's not as controlled, right? Like you know they they obviously know what they're gonna going into trying to do, but. Um, He's like in. He's totally in the moment. Like he's feeling it. You can do. You can definitely feel that. Since we've gotten through that nice jam, it's that wasn't a long jam, but it feels like it, a it, very it does. trance. Yeah. Like you're into a, you're into a trance. You're going someplace. You're definitely traveling, somewhere. And so, now that you have gone there, you need to come back and you need to get in your area. I think this is a nice palate cleanser and you get really rocking again so let's get in my area Dang, what what do you what do you hate about this trash music? I love the pace of that song. I, I can't. I don't really remember if it's the same pace or not, but it, it felt really good. Um, and that that guitar was just was just singing the whole time, man. That that was sounded great. There's really no reason why The Fall should have ever been a band that did not have two gu guitar players. And that's the song that really, like, is exhibit A, you know? Because if you only have one guitar player for that song, that's not that's not going to sound... Oh, it's, I know it's going to sound half as interesting. Yeah. <laughs> half as good. Because you don't have both of those guys doing that or whoever it is playing yeah who's ever doing what but yeah yeah it doesn't matter who's doing what on this um and luckily it's mark riley and craig that scanlon doing some awesome <laughs> kind of weaving like it really does feel like almost a textured uh weaving of a strumming with a little riff strum and I would have loved to see this one live because I would love, I, I guess that they would have a PA system, but none of the stuff would be mic'd. Maybe just like the drums and of course Mark's vocals, but none of the amps would be mic'd. So I would have loved to be in the 
in the gymnasium <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's environment. What I, I can't. I, I just can't picture where they're playing. <laughs> I picture it as somewhere. I used to picture it as uh, like a community center, and just to have those amps like sp- split apart on one side of the stage and the other, and have those different guitars going off. I would have loved that. I mean, that's that's ex- that's exactly what I'm paying for. And you're right. At the end, especially like at three minutes, when the guitars are playing the same solo. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember hearing that, or even recognizing that if that was on the original studio recording, they're playing together in this version the same solo, and it's almost like a manual, a analog delay, because they're playing the same thing, sure. but they're not playing. They don't have delay pedals. They're just doing it automatic, and it's so cool. Yeah, it's such a unique little sound. It sounded great. Yeah, I was. It, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, exactly. Something unique, something special. You're like, okay, that. I guess I. I guess I should, I'll stay. Yeah, I guess I'll stay. And, there's uh, only and, one more. <laughs> and there's only one more for yeah for 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 that made the cut. Um, and the only other thing else I have to say about in my area is, the um, they still couldn't be bothered to tune the guitars, which. Which, I'm a I'm a full proponent of that. Don't stop the show to tune your guitar. It's it's literally the worst thing you can do, especially because people are not good at talking. <coughs> at least you got Mark. Mark could have talked through like guys tuning the guitars, but if you don't have to do it, you just keep rolling, and the crowd is gonna definitely appreciate it. I appreciate that more than a tuned guitar. Is if you're rolling through a set list and it has a flow to it that's not interrupted by a guy looking at the ground. Or back then, I don't know. You have to do it manual, you know? You have to do it yeah, manual. Yeah, everyone do quiet down. I can hear the... Yeah, oh, sh- yeah sh- you can hear ding. Ah, perfect. Ding, ring, ding, ding. <laughs> the, the, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to see that. Play it out of tune. Who cares? It doesn't matter. I love it. So, yeah, to finish up this side... Do you want to put a smile on your face? I, you know, I mean, I'm already smiling I, after that. I, yeah, I'm. I'm ready. I'm. And I'm. Okay. I'm ready for some candy. I love that they play this one live. <laughs> this is this is what I would have said if I would have heard. I mean, we did hear this, but if I would have said, "Oh, make a set list for me for the next show," this isn't for me. It puts a smile on my face, but I'm not throwing this on the set list. But I'm glad they did. <laughs> yeah, this because we could get be a little a, treat. This could be a one you play. <laughs> 45 seconds of it, you know, for while, your family, while, no, for, while, your family. <laughs> for your family. Yeah. While you're, yeah. while your guys get tune in the guitar, you and the other guitarists, you're all right. Like, yeah, you're right. This is a perfect interlude. 40 seconds. Um, the guy, yeah. Mark Riley or, you know, Craig says, Hey, I need my, I broke a string. Yeah. There you, know, you go. You just throw the, you throw, you throw the chalk stock at him. That's a lie. Chuck, you are pop, you are pop, 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 p
maybe maybe the audio was bad in <laughs> in the original recorded. Um, I'm just thinking. I think this was re-released. It says it's copyrighted by uh, Sanctuary Records in twenty uh, two thousand four. So maybe they did a little. I would hope a little remastering of it, but. I think anyone that has the problem with the audio quality now is probably just thinking they're getting confused and just thinking that the the instruments are so out of tune that it sounds like the audio quality is bad, but the audio quality is actually good. The recording <laughs> is good, but the, the instruments are so out of tune that um, that might be the problem for most people that are not well-versed in in, in, in trash, mu- in yeah, trash whose, music, whose ear isn't accustomed to <laughs> understanding what there's what it's supposed to sound like. It's I like to imagine somebody's like maybe 10, 11 year old brother, like mm-hmm. who's up front eating maybe a little porky, porky pig pasty or a chocolate bar or something, you know. Sure, Mom sure, said, yeah. you're not going out to that show unless you bring your little brother along. It's at the Leisure yeah. Center. It, this is one he can go to, and he, his mind is just getting yep. blown right now. I can totally see. Yeah, you, like it's a, the, the food is just like kind of dribbling out of his uh-huh. mouth because his mouth is agape, and he's watching this guy spit on him. You know, Mark isn't standing on the PA speaker, you know, spitting, spitting chocks, <laughs> chock stock over him. and over. Just, Ooh, the, oh, the whole full band, it sounds like the full band has like the, the gang vocals, right? Yeah. Like they start off even, they even start off at the beginning. I'm just replaying the beat. I mean, just, even, the, even the way it starts, the, the band is already so gung-ho to start singing that. That they almost start singing it while Mark is like talking to the crowd, which is which is you know really delightful. <laughs> it's it's kind of cute that the band is like getting so into it, but on the other hand, this is like this is the punk rock. This is I, I hate punk. I mean I hate to say punk rock ethos, but this is the punk rock that I would like to like pass on to the AI robots of the future <laughs> to, to say this is the real, I mean, this is the punk rock as it's so unselfconscious. So much of the punk rock, you know, even the Sex Pistols was so self-conscious of like, you know, the look, the, you know, everything sure, about it. It, yeah, which it, is, it doesn't mean it was bad. Piece, right? I mean, it wasn't bad, but this is just, this song is, it's, it's fun. It's also so, it does not give a fuck. Like, this is literally the punk ethos where we, it does not give a fuck that it's, it's like a little, you know, a commercial, like, theme song for fucked up trash music. And it does a great job of doing it. We're at that time. So as we're flipping the record over to... To jump into one of our favorites. Yeah, um, I mean, are you are you excited? Version two, could, it could be better. They 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 trimmed it down a little bit. Yeah, I don't. Let's yeah. Let's wait to get into. Let's talk about this. Let's quickly talk about this very intriguing album yes, cover. Yes, it looks like um, they gave it to. It's it's their white album. It's their it's white the, album. It's their white album. They gave it to Mark to. Bring over to Su- to Suzanne, and he yep. forgot to do it. So there's no drawing. <laughs> just- yeah, yeah. It's ne- it, it does say the locations. You know, it got Doncaster, 
exclamation point, Bradford, Preston, Presswich. Um, it's got the dates. 79 to 80. Yeah, so it, so some of them were recorded in fall of 79. Yeah, this looks winter. like October 27, 1979 at the Leisure Center it was recorded. Oh, okay. So these were... Okay, so that's a nice, like, six-month span. They got the best of the best here, and it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, and then the, um, then these next two tracks, they bring us into the 80s at, at the Palm Cove in Bradford. Okay, the Palm Cove in Bradford. There's not much to say about this album cover, but what about the title? What do you take from the title? He loves his character. You know, he yeah, loves this so- guy. <clears throat> It's his, but, is it his turn? Is he turning over in his grave? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the turning over in the grave because he's always referencing um, the son, the bastard son, you know, in some way of this guy, of this character. So I like the turns over in the grave, and it's now or never like... I get more, maybe um, it's just his turn. It's his turn. It's his shot. It's now or never, Hotel. It's time to do it. Time to time to it time to be live. Time to come back to life. Show it's a live album. Show em, mostly. Show them what you got. I mean, it's really a piece of shit album cover, but what what are you gonna do? <laughs> what yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, you're not really paying for that. You're paying for you're paying for what's you know what's it? on, what, in the groove. It's grooves. the inside that counts. There's not even, I don't know if, there's not even a back. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is a back. If there's a back, I don't really want to see it that much because I'm getting, I'm getting auditory, auditory uh, stimulation that I need. I don't need this, uh, the visuals that are not, not, not there. Editor's note here. We were able to find the rear album art and it proved to be enlightening. The rear. How would you describe this rear album artwork? What 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 Mark's giving us? I mean, us here? it is a you know a recommendation from our friend Art Hotel the Seventeenth. <laughs> yeah, you you get this manifesto by Art Hotel the Seventeenth, um, the Eighteenth, on here. <laughs> um, oh, the Eighteenth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's a member of the Wakefield Young Drinkers Club. Honor, honor, honor member. Honorary well, he's, not, he's not young enough to join, so he's... <laughs> he's not young enough. He's not young enough yet. And you get this manifesto that's titled Call Yourselves Bloody Professionals? Question mark. And I gotta say, this, this manifesto sounds a lot like one Mr. Mark E. Smith. I mean, it, they always tell you to, to, to start with you know, a, a good opener. And I mean, this line, this, I, I want to read more when I read was one of the co- shower come dressing rooms comments the fall received after completing their turn, which makes up side one of this record. So they're in, so the green room, as we suspected, is the shower. Um, they, that was what they were provided and they like it's can you can you um we'll post the the rear album artwork here so everyone can take this in because it's very it's very worthwhile but so the working men's club he kind of 
says that because they're connected to this working men's club performance venue that he kind of puts in frames as they have to they had to do it out of necessity to perform there right um as live entertainment yeah. or providing live entertainment. Yeah, they feel obligated, I guess, maybe to yeah. to expose them to what else is out there. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I'm the vibe I'm getting from this. Like they deserve uh, it. Even if they don't, they deserve it. Yeah, even if they don't, they deserve it, or they at least deserve the experience of it. Um and he says Side One was recorded in front of an eighty percent disco weekend mating audience. <laughs> Uh, but he said they never they never really liked preaching to the converted anyways, so he took that as what it is. Um, and then the other side he lays out is, or the upcoming side is going to be taking place in other places, um, including at his home, which um, the track was interrupted by uh, a drunk that came into his home. And um, and tried to attack them in some form, or that was the account and, uh, of the attention. And but I don't really get that. But we'll get into that. <laughs> I don't really get the I mean, the feel that there's any sort of um, disturbance, kind of anxiety, disturbance from an outside source. But well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the story of that. And then he, I mean, and then. In, you know, Total goes in. He he might not be as big a fan as Mark as Mark is of him because he says I don't particularly like the person singing on this LP. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. He critiques him. He he does marvel he says, at his guts though. Yeah, he marvels at his guts. He doesn't particularly care for the vocals or the vocal quality on this record, which is you know a fair assessment. It's not for everyone. Don't don't try um, to convince your moms and dads about it though either. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I I take back everything I said about the front cover because honestly, I think I need this album just for this back <laughs> this back piece of writing. I like that it's typed out. I like that. Um, call yourselves bloody professionals. That could have been the title of uh, Mark's autobiography. I'm gonna yeah. I think the the lack. Of thought in the front, make or the you know the directness of the front is offset by the thoughtfulness of the back. So, um, with that, fittingly, let's get the auditory stimulation going with Spectre versus Rector, number two. Those flowers take them away. Their only funeral decoration. This is the fall and this is a drudge nation. Your decadent sins will reap discipline. You Puritan, you shook me. I wash every day, but still it's. Uh, but still it's. I'm clean! I'm clean! He's almost at the beginning telling this this band the tempo to go, you know, da da da, like a gallop. He's like, come on, let's go, guys, let's go. It's taking too long. 
Beautiful. I got I'm gonna take this one over the first one because this one gets into it a lot quicker, and it's meant for a live setting. It's not meant for a record. It's meant for me to hear it live. It's meant for me to be there and experience that as. The long drawn out. I was gonna say, even just to feel the da 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 right, right. Yeah, you don't get that. It's a visceral experience, right? That you need to experience in the room, right? You need to be also. You need to have the visual of the band. I think you need to have some sort of interaction with a visual part for the song. That he has to be at least walking around the stage, you know, taking it in. Staring down the crowd, they're turning amps up and down. He has to be doing something that's visually appealing or at least interesting. Let's jump into. We went to the Spectre versus uh, Rector kaleidoscopic soundscape. And now I think we need to celebrate by attending a famous person's. Wedding. Who doesn't love Carrie? Which fam- Carrie Grant. I mean, I would definitely okay. go to the wedding. I would definitely attend the wedding if I was Marky e. Smith or any member of the fall. I said, What's what's going on at Cary Grant's wedding that you can get into? I mean, all I know is it's Cary Grant's wedding, and we should be there. You like it? That's all you know? That's all you know? That seemed to be the gist of it. Did you get more out of it than I did? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fucking hilarious. I think this is one of the funniest songs. <laughs> and I w- and I really wish it was like um, a studio track too, you know? I think maybe it's on a p- Peel session we'll get into, yeah. but I, w- I really wish it was. It, this one, okay, so musically, this one reminds me a lot of uh, Musaweri's Daughter because it is slow and, you know, it's slow and it's got the tribal drums and it's driving along. But then what makes it better in my eyes is it kicks up a notch with those little, I guess we'll call them courses, where it kicks up the speed and starts popping along like you're at like some sort of celebration extravaganza. And this is, you know, it's, it's just Mark placing it himself and you in being invited to this event where it doesn't really matter if you're there or not, but you get to experience all of this surrounding personalities. Buster Keaton is walking in, and you're like, oh, Buster Keaton over there. <laughs> but no one really cares that you're there, and you're just always, you're just looking around, and it's almost, um, there's some sort of drug inducement too where you're partying there, at the wedding, and even he says something, 
he didn't take hallucinogens. Yeah. Right? Buster Keaton's there, but he didn't take hallucinogens and he wasn't an old woman. <laughs> but you saw him as an old woman because you took yeah, hallucinogens. I was gonna say. And you seen him as the old woman. I just want to picture, as usual, I want to picture Mark in this situation, even though I know he's putting a character in that situation that's invited. Cary Grant did get or Cary Grant did get married in 1981. As a he got married a lot, I guess, kind of like Mark, you know, kind of like Mark. Um, but just Mark thinking about every. I don't know. He puts it in in the phrasing where it feels like everyone is invited to Cary Grant's wedding. And also he's telling you to go to Cary Grant's wedding like you were considering not going. <laughs> he's like, you all all you are going to Cary Grant's wedding. All you folks and fools <laughs> go to Cary Grant's yeah. wedding. Yeah. And also how is how great is it to start a song with I said shut up? <laughs> <laughs> to start a song with I said shut up is is only you know you can only do it if you're like Iggy Pop, Marky Smith, you know, a couple a couple of people. It's only a select handful where it where it fits. It's not just be being done in a mean way. It's being done in an artistic way. Because you gotta you gotta find out about this awesome wedding that's about to come up. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you got to. You've got to. Just to wrap it up, the, one of the best wrap-up lines, where everybody's good, but not great. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to wrap it up. I mean, it's Hollywood. Everyone's good, but they're not great. Or they're going to say they're good, but we know it's, they're, not, they're not doing great. They're not doing great. Yeah, I think that's all it is. I mean, you can go on to... You can go. You can go deep into some fall um, dissection of this one, but I think it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> I think it's a pretty easy one to wrap your head around. One of the easier ones. We're feeling good. We're feeling exuberant. Can we just have a? Can we go to Mark's house and get a recording down that's not live, and throw it on here in this weird place? just so that we can have, I'm going to call it another nugget, and this one actually would be on a Nuggets Garage Rock co- compilation, That Man. I, I, I think this one was also re- was an out studio outtake from uh, Fiery Jack. Yes. I like that Mark is not a man to throw stuff away. You know, he'll find a a use for it. Even if it's on a full live LP, a full length live LP. You know what? That song was actually pretty good that that we recorded at the studio. Can we let's just throw it on there? Mix it in. Uh, should we put it at the end? Mark, Mark. Should we put it at the end so it makes sense, you know, all the live, you know, all the live tracks and then you get the little 
Oh, Steve. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm thinking track nine. In the middle. I'm thinking Smash track it nine. Smash in the middle. Yeah. It's got a nice... Not even at the beginning, Mark, at the beginning? How about the beginning so that they can have something clean and then go into the... No, 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 I'm thinking track I've nine. I've already got an intro planned for the beginning. It's actually connected to Cary Grant's wedding in some ways. That man loves you. That man cares for you. So you're saying they recorded it for the um, Fiery Jack's single session. They, I mean, they recorded it in the same session. They could have easily put it on the Fiery Jack single, but they couldn't. They chose, you know, three other three tracks. Other songs. Yeah, of course. And so we get That Man, which is a love song, but in the in the style of Mark, as usual, he puts us in a position that is not the person that's in love um, considering that man and not that man, right? Not the man, not the person that's considering that man, but the person that's telling the person, that man is good for you. That man loves you. That's a good, that's an interesting third person as far as a character because usually it's like i love you yeah. you know i love you be with me or that girl's gonna be mine or or that man's gonna be mine but you're never the person that's like you should be with that person yeah just <laughs> you do go it. With he them. loves you it's okay and it's a weird perspective for marky smith to be the one that's kind of um putting you in that realm telling you what's good for you right he doesn't doesn't seem like that sort of guy and what's the reaction that could you know let's picture it together what is the reaction that could be causing this um discussion the person that that has that man there's they're either in one of two mindsets from my point of view which is they're either unsure about the person. It seems straightforward for that. It's they're unsure, and then the person's reassuring, saying, that man's good for you. That man needs you. Or what are they saying? That man's a he, he's an uggo, I think. Uh, he's yeah. A, he's an yes. ugly nerd, and I don't want to be married to yes. him. <laughs> Too bad. He loves you. He'll yeah. care for you the rest of your days. He'll, care for, he'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. Oh, man, he came down here all this way. He has to have a thing. But then it's not going to be that straightforward with Mark because he's going to add some sort of fucked up little twist, which is the best part, which makes you want to re-listen to it a million times, which is he says, he washed the dirt from my eyes. All the devils were exercised. <laughs> and sticky pants are ostracized. Sermons with triad with trad jazz guys he's gonna throw this in here when you're talking about that man but that's a good man still he's okay it's a, just do it just do it honey yeah just do it he loves it that man loves a heathen so what are you gonna do I yeah mean, you're not getting any better than him sweetie it's time to settle down it's kind of out of your control your best years are behind you He's not the best man, but he loves a heathen. He's he's a he's you know he's a religious man. He's a holy man. Um, is he a new Puritan? Yes, exactly. Is he a new Puritan? That's 
Let's see. Hail the new Puritan, Maelstrom, Cook Run. And all hardcore fiends will die by me. And all decadent sins will reap discipline. Okay, how do you feel about this one? It's, it's a scary one. I mean, it'd be good on the Halloween list as well. This one is the one that was... Actually, maybe I am hearing it now that we looked at the back cover. This is the one that was recorded at Mark's house. Yeah. And so if Mark is recording this and then probably looking at the drunk guy that came into his house and tried to attack him or was just watching them. I think the story is like he comes in and just is watching them, <laughs> like recording this. And then he's like singing it to him. That might be that might be the edge that I need for it to fit in this track listing. Otherwise, yeah. I got to say, it's not really fitting in for me. Um, the audio quality is so different then the rest the live tracks sound better than this it's like sound recording this in his house um i do like the song but it's also in an awkward place after that man which is a kind of a doo wop yeah man. it's, it's that pumping. man yeah and then you got new puritan which is a dirge that you're that a, a spooky dirge i was going to say who, how many guys are even in the band are there <laughs> I know. I wonder who that is. Yeah, I do wonder who that is. Was that Mark Riley? Is that Craig Scanlon? I don't know. He's bumping along with it, though. The guitar doesn't sound good, but it sounds like it could be good. Yeah, I like that it's acoustic guitar. I mean, that's the first time we heard that. You know, you, we're you probably get kicked guitar. out of the house if you play turn on the amp too loud. And I, and we, it does fit in with these other songs, the live songs. Because it's out of t- it's out of tune, it's the perfectly out of tune with the rest of the tracks, and Mark is getting his yell on. Quiet, quietly and, from the basement. And you get a very beautiful fade out into our our ultimate closing track, which is a very 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 interesting choice, but. I guess it's got to go here because it is the longest track we got. John Keyes is, John Keyes is having another bad Christmas. Drop back into the live set to finish it out. Loud and it's only fitting. loud and fast. I guess that makes sense to slow you down before they pull you back up. Going from the New Puritans when there's no bass, you know, it's just a demo DIY in your front room, in your French room, with a with a random drunk guy coming into your flat. This does hit a little extra hard, extra hard with the bass just pumping along after you've had a little 
very thin sounding song. So, and it hits right away. It goes right into it and it's not gonna slow down and it's not gonna d deter from the path to Christmas sadness. It's funny he's trying to lead the crowd in an off-tune sing-along uh, Christmas carol at that four-minute mark. Trying to get all the drunk, drunk men's club <laughs> residents to sing along together. Is this one back at the men's club again? No, I'm just assuming. <laughs> I'm just hoping. I'm picturing. No, I think this is the Possibly warehouse. Possibly at the warehouse, yeah. Possibly. How would you feel if someone came to your house to carol this to you? Oh, I mean, I'd be singing along, but my neighbors would not be very happy. They would say, is he saying junkies? Is he saying that someone's not getting Christmas and that someone is a junkie? Oh, it won't be appreciated. Especially in Texas. But if, I, but if they were singing Container Drivers, oh, man. They have the whole neighborhood singing Container Drivers. Easy. That's an easy sell. Get a couple sixpence in your hat for that one. And you're hoping for the fall to close with a big bang, right? This is certainly... And what do you this get? This is a noisy, noisy, noisy seven minutes of fast-paced excitement. You're hoping for that big fireworks show at the end? And in true fall fashion, what are they going to give you? I was going to say, even... Not that. They even... No they chance. They even let the, let the instruments run a little wild there, a little solo sort of action here. Yeah, banging the bongo toms at the end. Smashing the keyboard down here. They just fit that track in there, because that just says it's from one, uh, one other place. <laughs> So they fit that one on at the end. Um, it's got to go at the end. We are the track list, uh, you know, rectifiers, but that has to go there. So with Mark coming into the room to stare us down as we consider a rating for Mr. To what is his first name? Total, uh, totals, uh, totals, the 18th, what's his R first totals. name? R Oh, Eric, I got it right um, here, too. I got it right here. Um, that's R, R period. R period totals. <laughs> R period totals, um, the 18th. It's his turn. What kind, what kind of pint quantity are you considering giving this very unique live album? I was going to say, it is all over the place. You know, I, I'll, I'll go a solid, I'll go a beer for beer on the first actual live songs, one through six, you know. And then I'll get a little bit mixed up in on the back half. Uh, you know, I'll probably switch over to, to whiskey so that I can understand what's what's happening there and, and get in the mood. Yep. You get a little sweetness in there, in the middle. Feeling sweet and happy with Choco Stock there, and then, uh, and then they want to, you know, turn me down with the, the, the thought of Spectre Rector coming, coming into my life. So I'm hearing you're probably going to get about six pints, six. and then maybe five, 
five. Yeah, whiskeys. six and five. We'll go there. We're at eleven drinks. Okay. I think I'm going straight up six, six pints for this one. You know, there is a lot of questions left unanswered and to be answered, but the live cuts in general, great. There's just a couple where if you have a bunch of tapes of live shows, I would have swapped out a couple. Yeah, that's where so. that's where I'm thinking. The backsides seemed a little slapped together there to 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 make it make it complete, but yeah. And put that man out as a single. Put that man. I need that man. I mean, that man loves me. I'm gonna. I need that man as a single. I was gonna say they um, had some room on those singles. They you know they jammed in the third song on the other one, on the fiery he jack. He sh- should have put it out. Yep, you should have put it out. I agree with that. Especially Rough Trade is going to be... You save so much money with the album covers. Rough Trade wants you to give them, you know, a little extra single. They probably put out four singles for you if you gave them that one. That man? I like that. I enjoyed that. The first live album, the real live album, getting us into the Falls live career. And 1980s? is on its way almost complete we got one more little um full length which is really good it's a good one so so yeah it's a good one come back and see us you know listen again and we'll we'll go through the next album for you um don't forget to like us see see some extra content on patreon and see what we're looking at and talking about yep send us a little chat send us a little message if you got some recommendations and um until next time we are the fall we are the best see you later mate later mate inimitable uh marquee smith of the fall there and another piece of the fall live started to clip because it was rather loose sort of quality